Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello coders and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about web development recruitment and I'm joined by Nathaniel Smith who is an open source recruiter at Socially Responsible Recruitment or SR2. Nathaniel, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you. Now, we're going to be delving into the complexities of web development and recruitment uh, today. But before we do that, let's talk about yourself and how you actually got into web development recruitment. Okay. Good question. Um, it's not the most glamorous story, uh, to be honest. Uh, as many do, I kind of fell into recruitment. Um, I used to work as a like financial advisor support for AXA in Bristol, right. um, and then the financial crisis happened, uh, and we lost some pretty major accounts. And as a result, they made uh, cutbacks and redundancies. Um, I wasn't made redundant, but right. I was kind of, in a way, demoted, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and the tra trajectory that I was on kind of came to a, an abrupt halt. So um, I started looking at other options effectively and then recruitment came up and um, a few interviews later, I found myself working for a, a, a boutique recruitment company in, in, in Bristol and yeah. Yeah, yeah, never looked back. <laughs> and how, how many, how, how long have you been in this, this industry? That's a good question. I lose track sometimes. It's, it's between kind of seven and seven and eight years, I think wow. now, for okay. a long time. Wow. So you know this, you know this quite well. <laughs> this is, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, we first met um, at PHP Southwest, I believe, yeah. uh, last year. Uh, and then we had a couple of beers at the social afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and I was really digging what you were saying about recruitment. And we'll be sort of talking about those areas because it's something uh, we don't normally talk about or we don't normally no recruitment from this side of the table. Uh, yeah. We kind of just create CVs, create portfolios, and then sort of hand it over. Um, yeah. So I think today what would be would be handy is to sort of delve into the recruitment side from your point of view, um, yeah. and talk about ways in which web developers could improve uh, their chances of actually getting into into the industry, both junior level and senior. Um, so is there any trends that you your clients look out for uh, when requesting candidates? Um, yeah, good question. I mean, client requirements naturally kind of differ massively. Um, some organizations uh, kind of insist on a particular framework or, um, or tool, mm. um, whereas others are kind of more interested in their the individual yeah, and kind yeah. of their learning style or culture fit, the softer things. Right. Um, but what seems to be a constant in, um, in development is that the requirement that people, these people are actually genuinely passionate about mm. what they do. Um, and, and then kind of, it's not just a means to an end. Um, and I think for myself, I'm quite reluctant to, to work with developers who, 
show no interest in in kind of self-improvement or learning or, or kind of yeah things who don't really make an effort to keep tabs on on, on kind of what what's going on outside of their bubble mm-hmm. um the, the developers that really excite me um and and in turn excite my clients mm. are the ones that are kind of playing with new things outside of work they're building their own websites and applications mm. um and, and they're just genuinely kind of you you hear the passion in 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 their voice yeah um yeah so that's that, that that's kind of that's kind of it yeah. um i guess as far as trends go um in the php world mm. oh and the javascript world actually um just experience in frameworks yeah. um always kind of lands well with with clients um and and another I guess another key thing as well is like the ability to communicate effectively mm. and, and collaborate with other people because mm. gone are the days when developers are sat in a dark corner just coding away. It's it's such a collaborative industry now. Um, and, and I'd say my kind of my top clients, they insist on, on people being able to, to kind of communicate with each other. So is that communicating with, with other developers or is it communicating with other developers and perhaps the rest of the the company, the other departments? Yeah, all the whole thing really, um, and, and it largely depends on what the, what the company do. It, it, it could expand, it, it could expand beyond that. It could it, it could include some client facing stuff. So it could be yeah. speaking to clients, but right. more often than not, it's just the ability to collaborate within a within within a team with be it project managers or other developers or testers, mm, just mm. ability to kind of get on with them and not be too, not be too harsh. Yes. Some, yeah. some devs in my experience are quite, they're quite harsh on each other. <laughs> just, <laughs> just need to be a little bit softer and nicer to each other, basically. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen any particular difference in perhaps the PHP and JavaScript recruitment um, in perhaps the, the, the trends or perhaps the, the, the different technologies or, or what have you in terms of those two technologies? Yeah. Okay. So I guess from a recruitment perspective, they're quite similar. Um, they're both really tough <laughs> to find people. Um <laughs> I guess, again, from a recruitment perspective, they're both um, what we call kind of candidate-led markets, which yeah. in simple terms means there's more jobs than there are developers. Mm. Um, so what that, in effect, developers have more kind of control on the, on the process. Um, both JavaScript and PHP mm. experience kind of peaks and troughs as far as both jobs go throughout the year, but then also in terms of like popularity of frameworks. So you get like some months it feels like React is the flavor of the month, and then right. the next month it seems to be Vue or yeah. or Angular, and then on the PHP side, Laravel um, and, and Symfony seem to be a constant kind of competition with each other um, for, 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 for the best framework. But I guess if I had to kind of summarize the, the, the main differences, um, JS is perhaps on a bit more of an upward trajectory in terms of popularity. Um, salaries are slightly higher. Um, I guess it's slightly more modern. PHP has been around for, for a long, long time. 
Um, so perhaps more growth, growth in the in the JS world, but don't write off PHP yet. <laughs> you said that uh, the the industry has seen peaks and troughs. Has that always been the case in your your, your seven years as a recruiter? Have you already have you always seen that that sort of um, that flow of of uh, of of jobs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it happens every year. Sometimes it's absolutely manic and you've got too many, too many people to try and help at one time and it becomes quite stressful. Is, but there, is there a particular month that, or, or season that uh, is, is more of a hotbed for jobs for say JavaScript or, or, or PHP? Yeah. So, well, now January, February, it goes mental and people go back to work in January and they probably sit down at their desk and think, okay, another year of this. And then, and it kind of acts as a board for them to, 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 to move on and, and, and consider pastures new. Um, and then in the summer, you, you don't hear from anyone, uh, particularly last summer with, with the world cup and other distractions, it was very, very slow. Um, right. I think if I was a developer um, and I wanted to be kind of clever about this, about my move, towards the end of the year, it's actually a really good time to be on the market for a developer because there's less competition. There's even less competition than there is normally. So mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. almost cherry pick yes. The, yes. The, the, the jobs that you want. So yeah. um, I'm not saying it's, it's that that's the only time of year to look, but yeah. it's, it's uh, in my experience, it's a good time. It's a good time. So are you, can you talk me through the, the actual process then of, of, of finding a suitable developer that, that matches a, a, a job specification that you, the, that you have? Yeah, sure. So, it's, it's, I guess the first thing I'll say is it's not something that stops and starts. Right. It's a continual, never-ending, multi, multifaceted cycle <laughs> that includes lots of um, like job board searches, um, lots of adverts, mm. uh, lots of LinkedIn messages, clearly. Mm. Um, so they're the kind of stereotypical things that a recruiter should be doing and you'd expect them to be doing. Um, I guess the things that we do at SR2 that we're proud of that, that perhaps act as a differentiator um, are things like work in our technical tech community. Um, so by that I mean kind of helping organize and sponsoring uh, events like PHP Southwest and Bristol JS, Bristol um, Cloud and DevOps, those, those sorts of things. And, and, and then also we've got our own events like it can be uh, an event called Bristol Tech Volunteers, uh, which is essentially a platform to enable people to, like junior developers, to like volunteer to do some work for, say, a charity okay. who haven't got money yeah. to build out their website. Yeah. Gives a junior developer an opportunity to pick up some skills in the commercial environment, and yeah, satisfies, satisfies the need for, a, for perhaps a charity that doesn't have lots of disposable cash Mm. um and and women rock as well which is our kind of diversity platform um it's kind of a blog but it's well it started as a blog and now it's kind of a blog and a and a meetup and a a movement if you like it's kind of gives um yeah it gives kind of women in tech a, a voice and a platform to share their experiences which is which is really cool and um guess the point i'm trying to make is 
these 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 things mm. they might not sound like the sort of places where you like meet developers or, or it, certainly in a in a kind of job seeking capacity yes um we actually get loads back from it i, I played about 30 percent of my um placements last year came from meetups and networking yeah. um which if i compare that to my old company that's that's miles miles more um and and i, I guess to take this opportunity to say that we don't use those events as a um as a way of kind of approaching people we, we've actually got a rule within the office to not talk shop um at the event people reach out to you after or, or, or during and you organize calls and stuff after and it, it yeah it's just great it, that that's that's my favorite kind of part of the part of the job that kind of networking having beers with people and, and drinks with people and uh, just that, that I, th- I believe that's the way that recruitment should be done well yes that's what i that's what i um that, that's the vibe that i got from you when we had a beer um that uh, that evening it wasn't it was the fact that you you as a recruiter was surrounded by PHP developers talking yeah. about php and yeah. that was actually quite a quite a shock to me to actually see a recruitment agent there uh, yeah. because my i mean everyone's experiences is different my previous experience with recruitment agents um some have been fantastic but some have just sort of see you as a resource they don't they don't have any kind of um need for any sort of social engagement as to you know getting into the developer's headset at mind mind space um so hats off to you I, i thought that was that was fantastic and and i'm so glad that you're on this show because it's um you know talking about this stuff is 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 really what I'm trying to uh, achieve, you know, how to code well, but also how to improve, how to get into the industry. Um, and I think having you on the other side of the table talk about your experience is, is fantastic. Um, so let, so you get, you get a, a specification from, uh, from a client, yeah. you've got a pool of known developers. How do you, shortlist new developers coming in and looking upon that job specification how, how does that work okay so that's that's a good question i mean so i the, the market is is kind of um candidate led as, as i mentioned earlier so often it's that continual process so every every day I'll be looking for these people, um, and I'll have a selection of companies that, that I work with, that I partner with, that mm. are looking for a similar sort of skill set. And because because it's because it's quite kind of tight confines, um, my search and and my day to day activity mm. will always pick up kind of everyone within PHP and JavaScript. So. Um, yeah, so it's not a case of kind of taking a spec from a client and going out and trying to find people because often that, that trying trying to find find people just happens in the background. Okay. Um, when when I speak to a, I guess your question is more around the conversation you have with a candidate and how do you match them up with the with the job? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's yeah, that's done by a number of means. 
I, I kind of, I try and meet every company that I work with mm. and not just meet a hiring manager or a HR manager, but meet the team. Um, and in, in, in doing so, you start to develop an understanding of who they are and the sort of pe- person that would fit their culture mm. and their environment. And then obviously there's <laughs> tech stack and, and those things to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, some of it is kind of, it, it just, you just know. <laughs> I, I know that, that might sound really weird, but sometimes you speak to a developer and I might, I might have 30 jobs open mm. and are, in my head I'll be thinking they're going to get this job this particular job and and I won't be biased or or push them down that route I'll let them make their own decision and, and go where mm. they their heart takes them but often it, it they they end up at that that company that you kind of um that, that, that you earmarked initially and I think that comes with experience uh, and, and yeah that kind of gut feeling I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know whether that answers your question in the best best way. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that does. I mean, I've, I've I've got a question here about ranking and rating CVs and portfolios, but, you know, the, the aspect that you were talking about of actually talking to the person and actually sort of having that rapport with the, the, the candidate and the client yeah. um, is, is something that is perhaps lost in, in, uh, in translation in the sense of, we see it from here's the CV. We have to dress the CV up in, in the best possible way. Um, and then it gets filtered in some magic database somewhere. And then we get a phone call if we're lucky. Um, that that's basically it really from, from our side of the table. Um, is there, I mean, is there anything we could do to, to, I'm not saying to sort of like, um, I don't want to use the word uh, sort of hype up, but is there anything we could do to tweak perhaps the CVs, the things that we have that we can tangibly give to you as a candidate? Is there anything that you look for in in those things like keywords or anything? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there there are a few things that, that, that you can do as a, as a developer to to kind of catch the eye of a, a recruiter and then, and then, a, and then a client, um, in turn. And, um, I'd say the first thing on your CV, just like open your CV with, and this is basic CV writing, right? But mm. open CV with kind of a short paragraph about yourself, um, and, and make it honest and, and, and kind of real. You're a person, make it sound like you're a person, not, not, not just a load of adjectives that you've pulled off kind of Google or someone else's CV. Um, make it real and about you. Um, secondly, the, the, the second kind of thing that I'd like to see on a CV, that I like to see on a CV, is just a summary mm. of, the, of your skills um, and an honest sum, summary of your, your skills as well, not just everything you've ever looked at <laughs> in the history of your life, just, just an honest set of what your what you consider to be your kind of bread and butter. Mm, um, mm. And that, that's really, really helpful having that initially. And if, if, if once your CV hits the desk of a, a client, it, it doesn't always necessarily hit a um, hiring manager, technical manager. It sometimes goes through 
HR or, or talent acquisition and, and like no disrespect to them, they, they do a fantastic job, but not all of them are completely technically versed. So you have to make sure that the, the kind of buzzwords are there. So get those in. Um, and then some employment history, a little bit about the company that you work for and what they do and what impact you've made in that organization or, or just kind of what projects mm. have you worked on. And again, don't feel bad for um, repeating some of the same technologies. Mm. That's not an issue. If you, if, you, if you repeat some of the same technologies that are in the skills section, that's fine. Mm. Uh, but just give it a little bit of information there. Um, I've seen, I, that said, so, yeah, I've seen CVs that are just uh, uh, terrible. It, 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 in, in, in all seriousness, that uh, and but from my perspective, I give people the benefit of the doubt because some of the, some of the best people I've pa- placed in 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 the past have been have had awful CVs and then. But that doesn't mean they're not a good developer. Um, so for me, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I speak to them and ask them lots and lots of questions, and then and then decide, like, yeah, who they're who they're right for, or, or whether they're right for, for for people. I see. Okay. Okay. That's, that's that's very interesting. I'm I'm interested to know what the the worst sort of cv you've had is in 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 a very sort of anonymous fashion sort of yeah yeah definitely it has to be (laughs) yeah um okay so so that's the cv part what about things like portfolios is there is there anything that you would suggest uh perhaps junior developers do because the junior developers they would probably if if they if they haven't been self-taught we'll talk about self-taught teaching in just a second if they've been if they've been uh, academically trained if they've been yeah. if they've come from university or somewhere uh, they they're probably going to come out of uni sort of halfway through the year ish um, because that's when the uni stops um, yeah. therefore they're kind of in this in this lull and there's lots of them how, how do you identify the good ones what's what's what do you, what's your key criteria there yeah. Okay. So, like, I, I guess the world of junior developers is is quite a different one. Mm. Um, but I mean, like, I, I feel like if you're a junior developer, you should be trying to showcase like what you know so far. People aren't going to expect you to be all singing, all dancing, building kind of React from mm. scratch and all that sort of stuff. Mm. They'll, they'll they'll want to see something. Um, so I always kind of I always advise to have a repository of some description, be it a kind of Bitbucket or GitHub uh, or, or just your own portfolio, just something where you can kind of show some tangible uh, work because ultimately you're being hired to code. So the natural thing to show people would be code. <laughs> um, I, I guess I guess this this is a good segue into into my next uh, question about um, what is the biggest issue that you think junior developers face uh, when when getting into this industry and can you suggest ways uh, that they can improve their chances. So okay. we've we've just mentioned on 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 portfolios is there anything yeah. else that that you you could suggest? Yeah, sure. So yeah, so I guess it, like, there's, there's five things that, that, five bits of advice that I give to okay. 
kind of junior developers um, when I speak to them, and I speak to a lot of the the, the people that come out of the local academies and, and, and try and give them advice and, and guidance. But yeah, so the, the first one is is the one we mentioned. So have a repository um, and and put some decent stuff in there. Don't don't kind of don't don't put crap in there. Actually, you, you, you showcasing good like how good you are. You you want it you want it to be the right stuff. Sure. Uh, so don't just do it for the sake of it, um, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Um, secondly, um, be open-minded. Like if it's your first, if you, you're coming straight off, straight out of university or straight out of an academy, don't be too selective. Um, you, you, you can be selective perhaps in your next role or later in your career, but you, you, your sole kind of goal here should be to find a job, get your foot in the door. Because once you're there, you're in a good spot and you'll, you'll be much more employable in a year or two's time. Um, whereas before, it's getting your foot in the door that is the, the, the biggest challenge. Um, the third thing I'd recommend um, <laughs> is to speak to a recruiter, speak to a specialist recruiter. Um, so try and identify a recruiter who looks like they genuinely care about what they're doing and, and also kind of specialise in the area that you want to be mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So obviously if it's PHP or JavaScript, then, then come, come to me. <laughs> um, Links in but, show note below. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, we are, if we do our job right and, and we're passionate about what we do, then we'll know, yeah, we'll know kind of an array of clients that will take on junior developers. We'll, we'll be able to give you advice on your CV and lots of other things. So just reach out to a specialist recruiter and, and, and see what their advice is um, effectively. Um, the other thing I would recommend you doing is definitely get along to like industry meetups, PHP Southwest, Bristol JS, mm-hmm. Bristol DevOps. Mm-hmm. People are so friendly at these meetups. Mm-hmm. They genuinely want to help. <laughs> like they, they, they realize that there's a shortage mm-hmm. of developers mm-hmm. and they genuinely would love to help. So if you get along to those things and you talk to these people, mm-hmm. thing, things will start to happen. Um, and then lastly, I think... The, the one thing that perhaps people are quite scared to do, and, and I can understand why, is kind of reaching out to companies directly. Um, LinkedIn is such a powerful tool. You can identify development managers in organizations that you might be passionate about. If you're passionate about energy, Bristol's full of energy companies, you could you, you, you could identify those and, 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 and just send a, a good message, show that you've taken an interest, show that you've done some research, send a good message in. The worst that will happen is they'll turn around and say, we haven't got anything for you right now. Um, but there are so many good things that can come, could come of that. And it's not just securing a job with that company. People will be willing to say, look, we're not looking right now, but mm-hmm. why don't you try these guys? Um, that also but- shows confidence as well. It shows conf- exactly. confidence yeah. in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And initiative. And initiative, um, yeah. Yeah, so th- those are the kind of five five tips for a junior developer, if you like. Well, I, I well, I agree on all of them, but I, I the, the the point about the uh, the going to the to the meetups re- really is uh, rings true with me. I I, I um, 
I was terrified when I first went to uh, to one of these things, and 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 I've been in the industry for years. Uh, you 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 think that everybody you go and see is 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 hundred times better than you are, and you you in you get into that mindset of comparing and and competition and but yeah. but everybody just holds everybody up and 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 sort of makes sure that everyone is 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 comfortable and yeah it's extremely welcoming um, and also you might get to speak to a recruiter over a beer <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah so okay so we've talked about we've talked about how junior developers could uh, could transition or how new developers could transition transition is there any difference though between um uh, self-taught developers and compared to developers who've come from a university background because these guys, these self-taught devs, uh, they wouldn't have any kind of credentials to back them up apart from perhaps if they went to um, some sort of had a Udemy course, they would have a certificate. Is there, is the, what is that like in terms of recruitment? I've, I'm always interested in that. Can someone come into the industry with just Udemy and Skillshare and all that other stuff? Yes, um, is the short answer. Yes, right. yes, they can absolutely and then fully encourage people to to do that. Um, I think the university degrees are, are fantastic and then they, they kind of, you, you, you'll cover so so much mm. um and you will come out of it quite grounded but it doesn't fully prepare you for a life in development no. i don't think anything does no. <laughs> to be fair um self-taught developers um i mean what yeah the the, the kind of recommendation the, the recommendations and and um are, are, are the same really um for, for self-taught developers what what they might need to do is show a little bit more willing, um, pick up those kind of volunteer pro uh, projects, um, just anything they can do to like do some commercial development, uh, <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah. they, they might be able to pick up work on kind of people per hour, them, right. just small, small projects, just anything it gives them an opportunity to, to, to kind of prove what they can do. But I've, pl I've placed developers who've, who've followed that route. I've right. placed a guy recently, in fact, who taught himself it, using YouTube, <laughs> YouTube videos. And, and his route into development was doing that, building some stuff by himself, mm. for himself. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so it's, it's similar to the things I mentioned earlier, mm. getting out and about in industry meetups, meeting people, speaking to other developers, and yeah, lo and behold, he's he's kind of found himself a, a good job. So it's definitely possible. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely good. And I, I guess that is the same as well for people who are coming to this industry from another industry. So they've 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 changed their career path. Um, I guess that would be that would ring true to them as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Cool. So we've we've talked a little bit about um, the getting into the industry, what you need, and and how to sort of jazz up portfolios and CVs and stuff. But from your perspective, what is the biggest issue you um, that you face? Are there are there any challenges that you and frustrations that you face? And and how can we as developers um, help you out? 
uh, yeah, challenges and frustrations. Um, uh, I'll be honest, there's, there's, there's plenty of those in this, uh, <laughs> in this, in this industry. Yeah. Um, and often it's, it, it's no fault of, uh, developers. Sometimes it is, but often it's not. <laughs> so, um, I guess like one of the big challenges for, 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 for me, and it's probably the same for any other recruiters, but when you identify a prospective candidate or a candidate puts a CV in, in the public domain, um, it, it's kind of actually getting hold of that that, that individual, um, particularly in an industry where if a candidate puts a CV in the public domain, they'll probably get 20 calls before nine o'clock in the morning. Um yeah because it's such a fiercely uh, competitive um, industry. So it's kind of standing out from the crowd and, um, yeah, and trying to, trying to give something to those prospective developers that, that makes them want to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that ties in with the frustrations as well. It's kind of when you, um, when you invest time in, in, in a developer and um, so I try and meet, any anyone that I'm representing, I try and meet for a coffee and and, and kind of yeah, give them reassurance that I'm, I've got their best interests at heart, um, mm. and, and and kind of invest time in, in them as an individual and, and 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 kind of when I do that and and I'm being kind of open and honest and transparent and, and all those things, what what I kind of expect in return is just people to reciprocate and and and. Be, do the same back. Just be honest. Just be honest with me, and don't feel awkward telling me if they've got something else um, in the pipeline. That's fine. That's that's kind of the nature of of the beast. That yeah. I, I always say to people, this isn't. It's not about me. It's a. It's about you. This is your job search. This isn't my job search. This is your career. This is your life. So, like naturally, you're going to do the things that that you think are best for your career and life and that's fine yeah. but let's just be honest with each other if you're if you're honest with me i'll be honest with you and 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 everything kind of flows and it's a lot more enjoyable mm. um yeah so kind of yeah if i'm investing time in in you then yeah just do do the same yeah do what you say you're gonna do <laughs> effectively <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I suppose that that is. That, I mean, it's a, it's a two way street, isn't it? You've you've if you put your your CV out there and and you get a couple of calls, you've got to answer those calls. You've got to you've got to show that you are actually keen and willing to do this. You know, uh, it's quite an investment and, and and a commitment to 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 put yourself forward. Um, but um, I mean, I remember when I when I first started out. Um, it was it was very difficult to get any responses back. Um, it was, I mean, I, I came from from uni, so I was applying uh, around that time, um, and I made sure that I applied before I finished university. Um, so I had like a, a disclaimer saying subject to um, subject subject to to final grade or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether that that uh, that threw off scent but um i wanted to get into get get into the door as fast as i could um but getting any responses back was just a pain i ended up having to um to 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 do what you suggested and and actually confront companies yeah sort of 
go in there with the CV and say, hello, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's um it's tricky it, it certainly is tricky um one thing i would suggest though is it is it seems to be a little bit once you've got the experience once you can say that you you've been in an industry or in a company for a period of time it does i don't want to say it gets easier but it appears that it appears the process is smoother yeah um it's the initial it's the initial i i i've trained to be a JavaScript developer or PHP developer, um, and I'm drawing a line in the sand and saying, I want to have a, this is my career. This is where yeah. I'm going. This is, this is what I want to do for my life to yeah. actually pay the bills. Um, and it's quite a, a risk for the company, I think, to look upon these, these fresh junior devs uh, and pick them up um the, and also the the roles have to match their skills and not all of their skills um match the roles because they've never worked on a production machine yeah. before they've they've only been doing sort of coursework or udemy courses so they've never actually played and tinkered with production code and that's a whole different ball game yeah. and and you can only get that through the experience yeah, um, yeah. Do you do you see any other sort of m major differences in junior versus senior um, positions in terms of getting into the into the industry? Um, well, I, I mean, it, like you've kind of you've kind of touched upon um, the if you're a if you're a senior developer, you're probably going to find it easier to find find work and and um, you yeah. I think once you're a senior, you start to become a little bit more selective about what you go for. As when you're a junior, you take what you can, what you can get. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not massively different because the, the 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 approach. I guess the approach, if you're a senior, mm. be less proactive mm. than if you're a junior. I think if you're a junior, you need to be proactive to get your foot in the door. Whereas if you're a senior. The process kind of takes care of itself. Um, if you put your CV in the public domain, you know you're going to get a load of interest if you're any good. Mm. Um, whereas if you're a junior developer and you put your CV in the public domain, you're less likely to get that 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 initial initial interest. So you then have to make the next move. Mm. Whereas a senior will will kind of get picked up by recruiters, good, bad, bad, and ugly, and and they'll kind of walk them through the. The process and hopefully they come out the end with something that they're they're happy with yeah. um does that answer your question yeah 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 that does yeah that does that does it's 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 kind of like a very subconscious transition between the you've had you've had your first job now you go to the second now you go to the third um they just seem a little bit more of a smoother ride than you know coming out of 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 college or uni or self-teaching um, yeah. it's kind of it's, you're almost like um when you're when you're at that position um and you've just come out of uni you're kind of looking over a cliff and you know that you need to jump yeah and you you need to grab onto some sort of cloud or or yeah. or parachute or something that will carry you down the hill yeah. um once you're there once you're flowing down the hill it's it's a it seems to smooth out the bumps but at Absolutely. the start, it's quite turbulent. Um, so, uh, are you able to talk about any horror stories that you've had in terms of um, recruitment? Uh, 
I, I'm trying to think kind of which way to go with this. Um, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of horror stories um, that I've experienced in in my time as a recruiter. Um, there's, I've, I could write a book about um, all, all the, the kind of lies that I've heard recruiters tell to try and, um, yeah, to try and make things happen um, for, for their benefit. Um I'm trying to think of one particular story that, that there was one um, there was one story about um, a, a chap who um, put a CV in the public domain got absolutely um, kind of hammered with calls uh, and he 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 got um, he got sent to he he, he was quite um, yeah he was quite definitive about what he didn't want mm. so. He'd worked for um, several agencies, mm. um, digital agencies, mm. and he didn't want to do that again. So he wanted to work for like a product-focused company. Um, and we, we had a chat about kind of some jobs, and then I called him back, back the next day, and he, he was like, oh, I've got an interview. And I was like, oh, brilliant. That's, that's great. Well done. Like, and, and he divulged who it was. And I was like, hang on a minute. They're an agency. And, and, uh, and he was like, no, no, they're not. And 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 I was like, well, they they definitely are. Like, check their website. And he was like, I've got to go because the call is literally right now. Um, and and he basically the recruiter just completely lied <laughs> and and said that it wasn't an agency. But wow, there's a, there's an element of naivety in that because yeah. did that story end well? I mean, uh, well, not not no, not for the recruiter. Not, not for um, the group. No, I guess he, he went somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, he quite promptly uh, stopped working with that that recruiter, and, and I think the client were quite unhappy about it as well. Naturally, because the, yeah, the call lasted what two minutes. Well, that's wasting time on yes. on uh, every, on every front. Yeah, 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 but that's that's that is a quite tame uh, example of one of many stories that that, that I've heard over the years, um, and and partly kind of one of the reasons that we set up. Uh, socially responsible recruitment to, yeah. to to do things the right way yeah. with yeah with the right ethos and and kind of with a conscience you, you, you're dealing with people's lives here mm. you, you need to you need to respect that and 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 kind of handle them uh, appropriately really what mm. um, mm. one, one horror story um, from a from my perspective. Mm is um, I'll tell kind of a shortened version of it, but effectively I invested loads and loads of time in this, this senior senior candidate um, and uh, secured him an interview with a company that he was really, really interested in. And he was nervous. It was his first interview in something like 14 years because um, he'd been, yeah, been at the same company for a long time. Mm. So I went and met him, had a coffee with him, prepped him for this mm. interview. He went in, got the offer, mm. right, did brilliantly, got the offer, um, and then like accepted the offer, and then disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> did a complete disappearing act. Oh um, wow! And, like nothing, no text, no email, no call, just nothing. And, and, and you, you kind of. You kind of expect that 
when people are a bit kind of younger and greener and newer to the industry, there's that, that kind of naivety, a bit wet behind the ears. But when people were mm. at, at, at this level, like dev manager, kind of mm. head development, you, you really don't expect it. Like courtesy. Just, did, just, did you, yeah, there's an issue. Just call and, and, and tell me. I can believe it. But anyway. Did you hear from him at all after that? No. 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 He just disappeared. Vanished. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I saw that he kind of posted stuff. So I knew that nothing had happened to him. Because I, well, initially I was thinking, well, perhaps something bad's happened. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, need to, I need to be kind of sensitive about this because I don't want to kind of launch into a tirade raid and, and realized that something's happened. But then I saw that he was posting on social media. So um, really strange. But anyway, that that's, that's behind me now. That's so weird. That is yeah. so weird. Why would you go through the, this process to get to the final round and then uh, it falls down? So something I want to just sort of like touch on is that you've, you've said – uh, a lot actually about going and meeting candidates and yes. this is something that I I applaud because there's so many recruitment agents out there who don't and that they'll they'll see you as a number and then they'll call you up and then they'll pass you on um, yeah. is there like a central place that you often go to is it close to the candidate or do you get the candidate to come to you yeah. what's the yeah uh, it, it, it depends really I, I, I try and kind of I try and make it easy for the for the candidate. Um, the, the beauty of Bristol is everything is so close. <laughs> um, so a lot of the time it just means walking down the road. Yeah. Um, but we we uh, we have an office in in a block called Run Waste, which is um, yeah we, we benefit from quite a cool meeting area. Um, the tables and that sort of stuff. So trend, yeah, it's got, it's got good vibes. It's a good meeting point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. excellent. So, um, do you do that with? I mean, obviously, you go and see the company. Uh, yeah. Do you see them at their office mostly? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, t I tend to because if they come here, you, you kind of you lose part of the yeah the overall picture. Um, it's good to see the environment. Mm. So. You when you send a developer there for an interview, you know what they're walking into. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not all offices are created equally. <laughs> so if, if, if there's, I, I don't know, if there's bins outside or something, you can at least pre-warn them and say, right, okay, it's, it's not the prettiest office, but what they do is fantastic. And yeah. Well, that's really important because the amount of times I've spoken to agents recruitment uh, side and uh, I've asked them how the office is, you know, what's the team like? And, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. They make some excuse of I'm going to see them next week or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you, you, you're you not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, true. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that you, like, if you're, if you're going to do a good job for a client, you, you need to know who they are and what they're about and what they like and what they don't like. And, um, yeah, it, it just makes it makes the job a more enjoyable, but b a lot easier because uh, you can that matching process. Mm, mm. You, you you spot things quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Nathaniel, thank you ever so much for coming on. Is there anything in in particular that you want to talk about uh, before we wrap up? Um. No, I don't think so. Um, I think we've we've covered a lot of good yeah. stuff. 
um, I kind of encourage anyone, regardless of what level you're at, if, if you need advice or, or kind of guidance on on the industry, you don't have to necessarily be looking imminently for for something new. But if, if there's anyone out there that just wants some advice, career advice, almost, then then uh, yeah, I'm I'm, kind of, I'm all ears. Excellent. And uh, is there any is there any links or social media stuff that you want to shout out? I'll put all of these things in the in the show notes below. But um, if if there's yeah. anything you want to shout out, then do so. I guess um, I guess what I'd encourage people to do is um, check out our website because um, I, I genuinely believe what we're doing is actually quite different in the in the recruitment domain where uh, we give a lot of money back to charity we donate our time um, and as I say the um, the whole ethos of our company is to is, is to kind of be good and do good so our website embodies that so if you get a chance check out our website well thank you ever so much Nathaniel for coming on the show um, I know you're incredibly busy so I do appreciate it and I really do dig what you're doing thank you ever so much for watching or listening if you're doing so on the podcast happy coding everyone and I'll see you again soon cheers bye